This is the Kogo and Kylie podcast. All right, time to have a longer chat than what we normally do. It's our podcast. Yeah, well, it is. It, it, it is indeed. And we revisited something that you actually did a few days ago. And we thought, oh, we better find out if other people still do this. Well, it's old fashioned. I haven't done it forever, but it seems like everybody still does it. But anyway, it's coming up. It worked for you too. It did. I bet you it won't be the last time that you've done it either. Uh, also, oh my goodness, Cogo, I absolutely cracked it, as in <laughs> cracked up big time when you told <laughs> your story about your recent trip to the airport to Port Douglas. And it goes like this. It got it got silly, I tell you. It mm. just... We're down at, we're off to, um, I hosted a, a wedding for the great Phil McKern over in Port Douglas. That's where I've been. So we got to the terminal. Now, you know what I'm like when it comes to, you know, like flying. I'm not a fan. No. I'm not a fan of going many places. I really concerned at the airport with, you know, planes flying in and out and them calling it a terminal, by the way. That's not a good name for it. <laughs> Besides that, I digress. So we're up to the, we're running a bit late because the, the long-term car park mm. lied it bloody oh, lied. Oh, didn't it? it, did, it what lied. did it lie about? Well, Fox? it was full on. People everywhere, yeah. i.e. cars and everything else. Yeah. And the big sign flashed up and said, there's spaces in H. Mm. So off we trot to H. Room in the alley. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> golly. Couldn't yeah. find anything. And then we thought, it's a real worry because some people had illegally parked. They just parked their car and nicked off. Oh, gee. And I thought, oh, no, if that's the case, then we may have to do the same. Come back, cars oh, not no, there. It's you been didn't, towed. Did no, I didn't. Good. So we drove around for about 15 minutes. By this time, it's getting ridiculously late, you know, oh, with our thinking, flight and all yes, that. Thinking, oh, oh, here we go. We've got we to park somewhere. Mm. So we got there. So we go over to, to G. Uh, and Good old G came through for you, did it? No, well, yeah. And we're standing at G waiting for the bus. And I've got to tell you, when you're in a hurry, those buses go slow. Oh, yes, I know. And they stop for everything. <laughs> like, there's no one there. Hey, mate, there's no one there. You stopped. Oh, someone's got to get off, mate. Oh, fair enough. You know, yeah. But you do. I know. So we get to the airport. We're rushing to the Jetstar, what's the name? We've Terminal. Got, what's the name? A big bag, a big bloody suitcase, mm. you know, stuff as you do. We get up there and I said to the lovely one, you look after this because you're good at it. <laughs> anyway, so she gets up there and the lady, I think she she had a fish face. You know, <laughs> like, uh, an angry fish face already. This mm-hmm. was the Jetstar yeah. attendant. Yes, okay. So she gets up there and she says, all right, we're about to, you know, like it's 3.25 and the bagging stuff closes at, sorry, it's 3.21, it closes at 3.25. So Ooh. we're standing there mm. and she goes, look, you know, here it is, blah, blah. She goes, sorry, you're 43 seconds late. Oh, 43 seconds. Anyway, she says, what? She says, I can't do anything about it. It's not me. Don't blame me. It's automatically it closes. She said, but it's 3.25 over there and you're telling me it's now 3.21. No, sorry, it's closed. She said, well, what are we going to do? And then she turned to me and said, what do you want to do? It's closed. We can't take our stuff on board. We're going to take X amount. And I said, give it to her. No, I said, uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? And then she turned around to the girl and she said, oh, look, could we get it a different flight? No, tomorrow is uh, the last one, well, you know, the next oh. one at 11.40 in the morning. And it was, you know, three in the afternoon the yeah, day yeah. before. Uh, she went, okay, well, that's no good because the wedding's at three. We'd never get there, mm. sure. Then she looked at me and she said, well, um, oh, what about if we put it on that flight, our accommodation, you know, our, our th- no, nah, can't do that. So there was no help. 
And that's exactly what she said. She said, "You and is there any danger you could help us here? Yeah, good on spot her. bother. Yeah. She said, that's can't do anything for you. 43 seconds Sorry, wouldn't let your control. bag that's right. be checked in. Okay. So yep. we, we, we had five minutes to or whatever they were boarding and stuff. So we probably had 10 minutes max mm. to make a decision. Do we yep. go or do we stay? With a bag. With a bag. Yeah, that's right. Well, considering the, the, the suitcase had everything in it, closed yeah, the whole lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, righto, what do you want to do? And she looked at me, 10 minutes to go. She mm. said, you've got 10 minutes to make a decision what you do. So what do you think we did? Oh, gee. I, re- I reckon you left the bag and went and bought a whole new outfit, which is probably not a bad thing for you. Let me explain <laughs> soon what we did. Suspense God, is killing me, you. and I'm probably not alone either. What Went happened? to the airport to go to Port Douglas for a wedding for Mr. Phil McKern and his wife Claire now. So we get there. We're running a touch late because of the stupid car park and everything else that yeah. came with it. Got there. Went up to the thing, went to put our big bloody case on. Mm-hmm. They said, nope, sorry, yep. mate, 43 seconds late. It went on. No one helped, really. It was, wasn't that helpful. Mind you, we were late, so yeah. there's no point me having a crack at Jetstar. But you said that it was like you were four minutes within the That's time right, limit, yeah. but the lady, the Jetstar attendant, was saying no. Well, she said it's not in her control. Yeah. She can't press a button. It's yeah, right done automatically. Okay, so they couldn't check no. the bag in. No, basically. so couldn't do anything. No, it didn't matter what solution we come up with, couldn't happen. So we had 10 minutes to work out what we're doing. We either go... Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, or, or we go home. But, yeah. yeah, basically that was it. So you couldn't anyway. send the bag by. Oh well, no, you no, couldn't, couldn't send the bag anything. at all, no. could you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went over to. I said, look, go over to the um, uh, the news agency that's there. See if they've got a, a smaller bag or, or a couple of bags we can stuff all the stuff in. Yeah, and take them on the yeah. plane. So yeah. anyway, went over there and nothing's cheap at the airport. Anyway, we got three of those calico bags and uh, we we eventually opened the suitcase, got everything out except for the bloody what do you call it, the sprays because you can't take no, them. No, that's right yeah and we stuffed everything in including my triple m bag and three other calico bags everything i'm talking about bloody clothes you name it yep. everything was in there it was just stuffed in yeah but that was a really good idea yeah talk about thinking on your feet of yeah. course yeah. yeah just had to leave the bloody suitcase there didn't we Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, which is worth a little expensive. bit. Yeah, oh, it wasn't cheap. Bugger. So we left it there, yeah. um, pushed it into the R. corner, R. thinking that yep. that'll be all right when we get back. It'll still be there. Oh, Not... see if it could be. <laughs> so we go up to the thing where you check all your stuff in and all that. So we've got three bags of goodies. I've got stuff stuffed in my Triple M bag with all my streaming gear that I've got, laptop. And these are know, calico bags. Three of them, yep. Yep. So we get through, and all of a sudden, my Triple M bag goes beep, 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 beep. And, and when you're in a hurry... If you know, if you if you're listening at the moment intently, you know when you're in a hurry. There's always that you go through the beeper thing, mm. and you're the one that gets checked mm. for the drugs. You know, put your hands up. Yeah, you know, put down your pants. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> you wish. And, <laughs> but then while she was doing that, mm. and this is wasting time, they've bit my triple M bag. So yeah. I get up the back, and she says, "Oh, you know, we're gonna have to pull everything out." Oh so no! So the first thing I pulled you... out was a pair of her bras because I was stuffed in my bag. <laughs> oh, Lady looked at me funny, man. and I said, "Yeah, they're mine. You What's your problem?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear them. Have a look at me boobies. Anyway, <laughs> anyway she said, oh, you've she got some... She would have wanted to call security on probably. you then and there, yeah. She said, you've got some Allen keys. And I said, I don't own Allen keys. I don't have them. So we have this little argument, and she had to. She said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to pull everything out. So she pulls oh, everything no. out of the bag. Sure enough, down the side of it, there's some Allen keys. Where the hell they came from, I don't know. Oh. We'll have to take them out. And I'm shoving everything back in. And I said, I'm going to have to run. She said, oh, you need to shove it in otherwise. And, and I'm about to run, run off in the bras. I've locked off the bra. I picked them up and I've got them strapped over my shoulder. <laughs> running to the plane. And 
I thought the plane was that way, and I look over there, there's a big jet star plane. Lady runs out, she says, Paging Donna Coughlin. So yeah, so that's a new one, isn't it? Coffo. <laughs> Coughlin. So we got there. We put everything up the top, and oh that's how we my rolled. Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Seriously. What got a in the drama. plane. The first thing she did was light a cigarette. No. <laughs> <laughs> she would have wanted to. <laughs> she right? wanted to badly. Oh, I'd <laughs> we love, got there, and we're I back. I would absolutely love to see footage <laughs> of that, particularly you running to get the plane with your calico bag on one shoulder and Donna's bras on the other. <laughs> yep, got in the plane. She had a smoke. I put my bras back on. <laughs> From old Kid Rock to a young and vibrant country singer. He's doing amazing things on the Aria country charts at the moment. So much so that his brand new album, Light It Up, is number one, if you don't mind, Casey Barnes on Triple M. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Casey, how's Dad Jimmy, mate? Oh, he's he's good. He's good. Yeah. I also like the the young the young reference there at the start. Yeah, like that good. mate. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, Jimmy's getting on, so he has to be your dad. He can't be your brother. <laughs> exactly. I have had that a few times over my career. That's yeah, I reckon you might. You are in your thirties, though, aren't you? Late thirties. Sounds good. Sounds good. Are you yeah. older than that? Yeah. Oh. Yep. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You're getting some it. Botox, are you? And <laughs> get off his coat. Well, no. I mean, he looks amazing. For oh, look. Whatever age he is, over thirty oh, now, we know that. But anyway, we're not, we're, we're, we're not talk here to talk about <laughs> your looks and your age, but your bloody music. How are you handling all this success? Is it a pinch yourself moment every day? Oh, I just I guess it might sound a bit cliche, but just really grateful. You know, it's been a long, long journey of slogging it away and um, working really hard behind the scenes and. Um, yeah, things have sort of started to click into place and, you know, this album's already doing really well and we've had a few other little bits of good news happen in the last few weeks. So we're, um, yeah, it's just great. Casey, uh, what is it with country singers now? Lee Kernigan said to me, never drop names, Brian, so I haven't. But, um, <laughs> you know, you've got Casey Chambers, uh, Jane Denham I've had a bit to do with over the time in country. There's no egos, mate. You just, Troy Cassadaly's another one. There's mm. a list of them. Um, what is it, mate? Is it just... Because you go with a commercial artist and you, you, if you get a... Yeah. You and I have interviewed a few colleagues. Yes, sometimes yep. you get a good one and sometimes you don't. Yep, you know, yep, you get an ordinary one. You, you never miss it. And you decide country. not to play the interview <laughs> back if you've pre-recorded it. <laughs> That's what we're doing to you now, mate. No, we're live. <laughs> what is it, mate? Is it just down to earth or...? Oh, look, it's a really good point and it's one of my... It's one of my favourite parts of being involved in the, you know, the country music community. Mm. There's no, There's no douchebags, you know. Really, it's rare to come across many with a big ego because they mm. just don't last very long. People just don't tolerate it. So, you know, it's um, it's a really good point. I mean, I remember when I first got nominated for a Golden Guitar and um, we were in Sydney at the announcement and um, when you mentioned Troy Cassadale, he was one of the first people to walk over, shake my hand and say congratulations and sort of make me feel welcome straight away. So, you know, I yeah, it's a really good point. There's um, And also the fans, you know, they're just decent good people, so I think that's um, part of the reason. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. I've always wanted to ask because it's a bit of a touchy one because not yeah. everyone, not yeah. not all commercial artists are like that, but there's a couple, isn't there, guys? Yeah, with yeah no, look, there is. One yeah. or two grumpy ones, but that's all right. We'll concentrate I've on the met positives. A couple. I've met a couple myself. <laughs> Actually, Casey, Casey Chambers made a point of something of, yeah, at the ARIA Awards a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember her speech, but she made a comment that there, there was a swear word involved, but um, there's just no time for 
to D heads, basically. Yeah, yeah. No dickhead policy, is that what you're saying? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, I thought it you don't have to watch yourself around us, uh, Casey. Me. Now, how was it when you were approached by the AFL in regards to your title song of Light It Up to be the promo song for 2022? Yeah, that, that was pretty pretty special. I mean, I was just saying off air, I'm a huge footy fanatic and, I mean, I grew up playing playing footy, you know, myself in Tassie as a kid and um, I remember when we wrote this song last year, I, I said to the guys, I said, this would be perfect for the football and we ended up sending it to Channel 7 and they liked it and, um, yeah, and it just worked out so well. So very, very happy. So every time we see an ad on Channel 7 in regards to the up-and-coming weekend uh, footy, we're going to hear your song, yeah? I hope so, unless they, that, that's the plan anyway. It's been getting a good run the last, um, the last couple of weeks already. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Who do you follow, Casey? Mate, because I'm a Tassie boy, I, I grew up uh, Dermot Burton, Dipper, playing oh, Dunstall. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we've, had a good, we've had a good run. I think we might struggle a bit this year, but, you know. Yeah. We'll oh, you had have said Collingwood, that would have been the end of the interview. No, so it wouldn't have. No, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, Triple M, it's Casey Barnes, the song. We're going to try and find it. I've got it here somewhere. We've got it, you, you for sure. Casey, yeah. Now, it. Casey, so you're performing Saturday at Round 1 AFL, uh, Geelong and Essendon, unfortunately not your Hawkers. But um, how's that going to feel? Is this your first gig ever at the AFL? Well, we got to do the grand final parade a couple of years ago, um, and that was that was pretty awesome. But never on the M- MCG, so this will be the first Ooh. time. And yeah, and if anyone listening is interested, we're playing tomorrow night in Melbourne at the Village Green Hotel. Um, uh, we're doing the lead up gig there tomorrow night with the band, so that should be good too. Awesome, making a weekend of it, and because we know that you are from Queensland, formerly from uh, Tassie. What's your ritual before you go on stage? Oh, um, yeah, we we probably have a couple of quiet whiskeys. Um, <laughs> Lee Koenigan does the fire, doesn't he? A fireball. He does the fireball, doesn't he? That's right. Can't help himself. No, nah, he we, has we, two. We, everyone else has one. That's it. No, we just try and have a good time and, and put on a good show, and um, that's that's our motto. It's always a good night. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. I found it, by the way. Yay. It is lighted up. We'll get you to actually announce it. Announce Don't it, stuff thanks, it up, Casey, because we're live. Righto. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the brand new <laughs> single from Casey Barnes called Light It Up right here on Triple M. With Coggo and Kylie. With Coggo and Kylie. Hey. Oh, nice one, Casey B. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, hey, thanks heaps. All the best and well done on your success of your album Light It Up. All I did last week, because I didn't want to forget something, and it was the scorebook for cricket because I was going away, and I thought, okay, I can write it in my phone, mm-hmm. I can do all these things. In notes, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do that. send yourself a text. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, that's right. I could do all that, but you forget. So the first thing, and I haven't done it for years, I put on my hand scorebook, <laughs> and it was on my hand in pen. Now you may laugh, but mm. it was something that I thought, and I remembered it. So there you go. Well, I used to do it when I was younger, when I was at Flora Hill High, and we had a test. But I used to write on the inside of my hand, not the outside. You know where the, I'm the, going with, yeah, with look, this. I do, but the inside was no good because you'd sweat it up and it would disappear. Uh, That's yeah, it. You'd sweat it up because you were fearful that you were going to get caught. No, I didn't really do it, uh, but I do know people that did do it. Uh, so we have been asking you on our Triple M Facebook page overnight, when was the last time you used a pen and your hand to remind you to do something? The last something? time I used a pen. <laughs> I used one about 
30 seconds ago. Yeah, I know. We've seen you writing. You, you, you're, if you were, <laughs> Don't. If you wrote, oh, put it this way. I should be a doctor. No, yeah, no, no. Well, that's well, all that yes. needs to be said. But if you're in a car, it would be, your pen would, you would be racing because you race with your pen. Mm. Like, yeah, oh, I do. Right, okay. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's shocking. It's chicken scratch, my writing, handwriting. Hence, one of the reasons oh, why I don't write on my hand. scratch. would have used another <laughs> S word. The thing, the thing is that have you done it? Are you doing it? You still do it. Well, on our Facebook page, Linda Pierce says, every time I go to work, I write the date on my hand so I can do date checks and not have to remember the date. Oh, that's Linda, not a, you've lost the plot. No, that's oh, not about... On. How many times do you go to me, what is the date or what is the well, day no, even? I turn to my left, unlike you, and I look across here and it says Thursday the 17th of March on my flaming computer. Yeah, but normally... When you're not looking, you will ask me. Well, how many times have you written on your hand, milk and bread, on the way home? I'm sure that I would have happened. I have not done it for years, apart from the photo that is on our Triple M Facebook page. That is my ageing hand. We'd love to hear from you this morning, One triple three five three. When was the last time you wrote on your hand, or do you still do it? Do you do it every day? Writing on the hand is something that I've only just done again recently. Do you think I, you'll keep it up? Um, I think so, because that works really well. Wrote on my, my hand, scorebook. I nailed it. Too Le- easy. Leanne oh. Scott says, geez, I can't remember the last time I used a pen to write a reminder. Nowadays, I just put my reminders in my phone with an alarm as well. Uh, Tracy Dalmarie actually says that she wrote on her hand yesterday. Good. Then she had to explain to her kids in class why she could do it, but they couldn't. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair call. And Kylie Keane says, every day. This also brings back fond memories of my pa walking home from work past our place when we were little. We would wait for him at the gate and he would draw some type of animal on our hands. Oh, what a beautiful That's memory, right. Kylie. Exactly. But we used to, like, if we were at the nightclub doing a bit of bunga dunga 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 to the music. Right, I'm glad you said to Music, you, yeah. know, you, you know, there was a nice girl <gasps> aboard. Yes. We'd say, hey, what's your phone? I'm no bloody mobile. No, that's right. You have to go to the bar and get a pen. Say to the barman or girl, mm. would you have a pen? And they'd yes. say, yes. And you'd go over and you'd write it down. The home number, that is, not the mobile. It wasn't any of them. And then you'd get up in the morning and look at your hand <laughs> and it would say something completely different. <laughs> and it'd take you three months to meet that person and again. You'd <laughs> <laughs> oh, or you'd good dial times. it and uh, an old man would answer. Oh, good day, dear. How are you? <laughs> I went to one at the club last night, City Club. Nah, mate, not me. I'm 92. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's go. Donny. Donny on one four three five three. You still you? Oh, good, mate. You're still writing on your hand on? Yeah, I am. Well, being a trade-in, and if you've got a couple of different measurements or whatever, yeah. I, I will write it on my hand. But the thing is, being a tie, I use fine liner, so you got to, and I'm a sweater, so it can become a problem, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. What exactly. if it's a long measurement? Do you go right up your arm as well? Oh, then well, we wouldn't do, we only do one of them at a time, Kylie. If you're doing a couple, say I'm cutting in doorways or something, because I'm trimmed <laughs> across a doorway or something, we do it, but if it's a long one, I wouldn't do it. All right, yeah. And the other yeah. thing is that a lot of uh, builders, you're a tiler, but a lot of builders use those bloody pencils. They're no good, are they, for writing on your, on your no, hand? No, they're not. They end up like with a, a jail tap because you're doing it that hard. <laughs> <laughs> if you want more Cogo and Kylie, make sure you catch them weekday mornings on Bendigo's Triple M. Also available on Listener.